Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back. Another week of the panel discussion. I am one of your three hosts, Matt Johnson, alongside Greg Norton and Chris Gullo, the and cosmic ghost Gullo. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, you missed this. Apparently my body was gone. It was gone. It was completely <laughs> gone. Um, thank you, everybody, on Facebook Live for tuning in to watch us. Um, what we do here is we review old comics. We review new comics. We grade them. And... Uh, we give it. We give a score. It's kind of like uh, whose line it is anyway. You know, our score really doesn't matter uh, unless you're X twenty three number four. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who didn't listen to that episode, uh, go find it and hear me shun this book. Uh, so what we do is all three of us go through. We read a yeah. We read an old book and we grade it on five categories: art, actions. Story, dialogue, and rereadability, and it it's all out of ten, and it uh, it gives a score out of fifty. So we do that, and then we do a newer book which was released within the last month, and there's that. So we're getting all set up here, Bob. I'm setting it up. Do is there any news this week, guys? Uh, yeah, um, we can actually kind of get into some r- kind of news and rumors on the DC front. Yeah, uh, it, they're in full swing for TV shows. Uh, yeah. Titans uh, debuted last week on the DC streaming service, and Arrow, Supergirl, and Black Lightning, and Flash have had debuts, and actually two weeks right now for Flash and Black Lightning, and we're getting Legends next week, which of course, remember, Constantine's on Legends this year as a regular, so that's really cool. Um, But the big news coming out is... Tyler Hecklin's Superman is most likely getting his own show. Yeah. He's oh, going to be yeah. heavily involved with this Elseworlds uh, crossover that they're having in December. And they've another story came out last night that they Lex Luthor will make his debut after the, that crossover in Supergirl. So okay. we're getting Superman back. We're getting Lex Luthor. Uh, we've, we've had, like, I mean, we have gone, we've gotten full into the Luther family and stuff like that. By the way, I was yelled at to get off my phone by John McChesney. Yeah, he said Gullo sucks and heard a rumor that Gullo is the worst. <laughs> that rumor was wrong. Hi, John. It's good to hear from you, bud. Hope all is well. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. So, uh, kind of big news. And we talked, and to tie into another news story, and I don't know if you guys talked about this last week about basically there will be no more Superman in the DC EU for right now. We at least with didn't. We yeah, did not. No, we we stayed. It's still yeah. not confirmed. Okay, but there's a rumor rumbling that it's that we're done with the. Uh, I don't know why his name escapes me right now. Uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Almost, I almost Super, lost it. Superman. <laughs> Uh, for right now, and that's why they're kind of being, and I'm, I'm assuming that's why they're being lenient on this. I think that's fine, and I, I've said this, I, I said this before. I think honestly, CW has been doing the best representation. Sure, it's got some hokey issues, and some of the casting isn't great for some of the villains and stuff. But even then, I like most of it. Um, ooh, <laughs> I think. I think CW is the route DC goes. I think they need to stop trying to fight Marvel on the the movie front and just give us those comic book style weekly episodic shows. Like that's what I want. And I'm not crazy about honestly, I'm not crazy about any of the DC movies. 
The Marvel movies are great. The Marvel series are are okay. They're pretty good. The Netflix series are all right. But I think the the DC shows have had such longevity and such success and so many opportunities to cross characters over like the DC comics did. Right. And have that upbeat, lighter tone and sneak in the dark tone when it needs to be there. That's exactly what DC needs, and I, I think I hope it stays with CW and just keeps pumping out shows like that. Yeah, I mean, Arrow's broody at times, but it's not super dark. And Titans, man, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm through the full episode. I know you guys haven't yet. He, no, you watched it, right? No, I watched the first, first ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> the first ten minutes. I have not. It, it's only on that DC streaming yeah, service. Yeah, only on the DC okay. streaming service. Uh, I'm stuck with it for another month because I accidentally paid for it. Oh, <laughs> it's. I hate when that happens. I, I, so what I did was I did the I did the free week. Monday. So I watched it on Monday and then I have until oh, next Monday smart. to see episode two is going to be the deciding factor for me. Yeah. If not, you know, there's, there's other ways to watch it. <laughs> I know <laughs> we're on true. a video recording. Yeah. No, no, the proof is in the pudding. Now. The animated no series stuff. on there are pretty sick though. Like I, I'll watch a lot of the animated series. on there. But a lot of that stuff has been accessible over yeah. the last few years. But now know? it's off those, those, Places. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the cheesy stuff, like the Superboy TV yes. show. I, the Steel may even be on there. Like, oh, I want every cheesy 90s. Shaq? DC. Oh, <laughs> Shaq no. is the man. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> Everyone's just on here to tell Gullow he sucks. Who else is telling me I suck? Zach Warner has said that you suck. <laughs> oh, he's he telling he sucks. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> Worst cameraman I've ever met in my life. That is a shoot. Everybody, you heard it here first. Um, and then, let's see. At Today we're recording, I know the episodes come out every Monday on the BICBP Radio Network, uh, BICBP-radio.com, you can find them. Uh, but today Daredevil came out, did any of you guys get a chance to watch it? No. I'm not, that's my plan. Okay. I, it's laundry Daredevil night after I leave here. I feel ya. I feel ya. I got so much to do, it's just a crazy weekend. Um, but yeah, uh, Daredevil's a plan, you said Teen Titans, uh, you said it last week, and we wanted to pay homage to it, um, you know, we've we've had the experience of the great cartoon and and whatnot. So we wanted to at least do a book reading for it. Uh last week we did all Daredevil. Unfortunately, Golo could not make it. And uh but me and Greg both read I think it was th- right, three stories. We you technically stories did four. Each. You technically did four. I did right? four comics, three stories. Four comics, three stories. Um we had enough material, but when a big when a major thing comes out and you know, that's what we that's what we do. So yeah. we at least want to pay out homage to, to Teen Titans. So at least every one of us has at least one Teen yeah. Titans story today. Yes. Uh, Greg, you, you, you want to start off? Uh, it doesn't matter. Actually, I think I have the newest version of the Teen Titans. So yeah, I'll do that because I'll show us where you're going. I think I have the oldest one. Yeah, yes. we can go chronological. We've all got three ways. different teams. So that's kind of cool. Okay. Very good. You give us a start. All right. I, oof. I read uh, Teen Titans number 21 from 2018. So this actually just came out in August. This is the newest version of the Titans team that's running right now. Um, I broke the rules. This is my old comic. <laughs> Bastard. I keep doing that. <laughs> oh, before we continue, Gary Threat said uh, Chris is the GOAT. I, I, I saw he, that. He goes to the ESW shows a lot. Gary so Threat. Sure he recognizes you from yeah. there. You're a much better human being than Zach Warner and John <laughs> And I like that you use the GOAT emoji instead of actually like typing out the word GOAT. I, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So this is the Teen Titans. This is actually a whole new team. Um, it just ended... The original team broke apart 
Now there's a Titans team and a Teen Titans team. This is the new Teen Titans team that just formed together. So the comic starts with um, Gizmo breaking into a large warehouse. Um, it's a it's a storefront in the front. He's actually breaking in the back to get a bunch of weapons. And the new Titans break through, um, and it is narrated by Roundhouse, who is probably one of my new favorite comic book characters. Yeah. Um, Roundhouse is a fat little Chinese kid with blue skin, and like the first thing you see is him holding his nose, like ta- complaining about the smell of the place. <laughs> um, and the rest of the team. So the team is Damian Wayne, Amiko Queen, who is the Red Arrow, um, who is actually Oliver Queen's sister. Okay. Jin, who is a four hundred year old um, genie. Oh, who, uh, that's not a teen. Wallace West. Crush, who is Lobo's illegitimate daughter, which I find that, kind of that's awesome. Pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. And then Roundhouse, um, all with different powers. Roundhouse's power is that he can literally form himself into a ball, and he's indestructible and, like, powers up and shoots off, like, a, a cannonball when he does it, which is I, I kind of enjoy. That's kind of cool. Um, so they show up, and easily um, Crush takes down Gizmo, and then they just clear the place out um, together. And then it kind of follows up. They they all take him down. Gizmo gets back up, and Jin actually makes Gizmo um, pass out in fear by getting attacked by cockroaches. Okay. They all talk about how they're they're a newly formed team, but that was really messy, and they shouldn't have luck as their main strategy. Uh, Billy Wu is seen dabbing in, <laughs> after they take down Gizmo oh, on the no. side of the panel. <laughs> <laughs> he is a uh, definitely an internet kid. Um. I, he might be a keyboard warrior. I don't know. He got found by Kid Flash through, <laughs> through, oh, uh, trolling people on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> he got found through, uh, Kid Flash by ViewTube, which is their version of YouTube, and Kid Flash is literally saving people for that reason. <laughs> um, so the team forms. Kid Flash picks up Gizmo, and Gizmo actually has a bomb attached to his body that's about to go off. Okay. Um, so. Now, because they picked up Gizmo, the nuke is about to get set off, and they all are trying to figure out what to do. So Billy, um, Lo- or, wow, Lobo, yeah, Crush and Jin go to scare the people out of the mall to get them out of there. Well, Kid Flash looks for a way to stop the bomb, and then Robin and Red Arrow just sit there and brood, basically, oh. <laughs> and argue. Um, the team kind of is still very new. Like Billy is very much on the outside. Like They're all picking on him, telling him he should grow some balls and, and man up. <sighs> Um, and Jin doesn't understand when they say that he's kissing up to Robin. They say, wait, you want to kiss Robin? And he just rolls away and gets scared. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so they, they scare, Jin scares off the people in the mall with a giant image of a kraken. And they basically, um, end up fighting. And they're saying that we're going to blow up or why don't we just let Gizmo blow up and die? Like he put a bomb on himself anyway. Who cares? Right. And Kid Flash is saying like, no, let's let we need to save him. I thought we were being heroes. So they go back and forth. Um, it comes to the point where Jin sews up and says, I have I may have an answer, but I have to have a master to, to be able to complete this. Like so she gives Robin her ring and lets Robin become her master. Oh, and Robin commands her to jump into Gizmo's brain. Um, and she's running through Gizmo's brain trying to figure out how to stop the bomb and what she can do, uh, and it's just counting down two minutes to detonation, 90 seconds to detonation, going for, um, farther and farther, and she finds out Gizmo wants to die because when he blows up, um, he's actually his consciousness will be sent into 
cyberspace and it'll kind of be um i forget his name is it armin zola that did that in marvel where he'll be part of like the internet forever yes yes zola. Alive. yeah zola okay um so that's what he wants but she says i'll just erase you from the internet and make sure make it so you never exist so he erupts a cannon at the uh ejects the canister from his back and comes back so the nuke doesn't explode but they still need to get the nuke out of out of the area so Lobo goes to throw the nuke in, but uh Billy Wu, who's a super genius, is like, look, it's not going to make it to space in time. It's still going to take out plenty of stuff. Throw me. And he grabs the nuke, and she chucks him into the sky, um, and he says he didn't call his mom, and she's going to kill him if he dies. And then, oh, <laughs> and then he – You're exp- crushed through, through him, right? Yeah, crushed. I said Lobo again. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, she's, she's awesome. She does look like his daughter. Uh Total goth chick. Throws him up in the air. Billy explodes – with the nuke, and that's where it ends. So it's pretty cool. It's not like there's some like light humor to it. Yeah, it's definitely uh, more kitty um, in some ways, but still pretty fun. I liked it a lot. Did, did you have a feeling with your book? Because I'll talk about mine. That Teen Titans Go had a little bit of an influence. Unfortunately, but uh, but at the same time, um, this actually, to be honest, it felt like they went into a high school and like observed a bunch of kids. On this one, this one felt like they took, like it was a lot of social media influence, um, a lot of the like culture references, but like Jin doesn't get any of it. And Lobo is, or Lobo, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Crush is totally that chick who, um, is like the, the outsider on the outside. And then Damien hasn't really changed and Amika Queen is like totally his just female counterpart. Like they're both, she's actually more uptight than Damien is. And oh, I think okay. that's going to be cool. Cause I think it's going to play into him having to lighten up a little bit to co- to tone her back. Um, it's two. Uh, this is actually the first issue. Two more issues are out after this, or sorry, this is the second issue uh, of this team. Um, but I liked it. So I'll get into the grading and I yes. did it. I did it already. Do you, you remember? Do you think you Art, remember it? Art? Art's first. Yeah. There oh. you go. If, now I give, if you can only remember the difference between Lobo and uh, Crush. Crush, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, the art is the typical DC newer art where it still has that like cartoony feel. Okay. It almost looks like it's pulled out of an episode of like the Justice League. Um, I liked it a, a lot, but I'm going to give it a seven. Seven, okay. It's definitely – it almost looks like – actually, not Justice League, an episode of Young Justice. Young Justice, okay. Um, it, yeah. it, it looks pretty good. Then – this is where I get messed up. Action? No story. Yeah. Action. I was right the first time. Yes, you were. The double Action. A's. The double A. <laughs> Action. Um, Andrew Anderson. <laughs> Continue. Edit that, that out, please. <laughs> Leave your own house. <laughs> the the action, there wasn't a ton. There was the quick fight in the beginning. Um, there was a lot of urgency in this, but there wasn't a ton of action. I really like Roundhouse's powers, just depicted on the screen he's always just like covered in fire or, or something just like shooting through the the screen just just his head right. the rest of his body's a ball um i'm gonna give it a five on the action five on the action okay yeah right. uh, story yes story this I'm is so a, proud of you. <laughs> a, a great way to set up a team uh i i really enjoy the way they're setting up this team um, it seems it's definitely rereadable. I think they're going to be going like episodic, like villains of the of the month for a while. Um, but I really like it, so I'm going to give the story a seven. Story a seven, okay. Eighteen. What do you What do you think is next? The dialogue was great. Uh, I'm going to give the dialogue actually a nine. It was pretty dead on. 
Uh, I feel like each character had their own personality show through their dialogue a lot, and that's hard to do with this many characters talking on screen at once or on panel at once. Um, and it still got the basic story of what was going on um, across. So, yeah, I'm going to – I said – I already said the score. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and then rereadability. Um, I would give this a six. Six? It's not crucial to knowing exactly where everything's heading moving forward, but it was a fun little read, and it is cool to see uh, Billy kind of being the one leading this instead of Damien and see how he is, like, the outside looking in, like, trying to win everyone's affection is, like – the new superhero, but still kind of that super genius geek kid on the outside. He still has that role. Um, so yeah, but I, I liked it. So yeah, I'd give it a six. Very good. Uh, 34 out of 50 is a score. And I just want to say hello to Cameron who's watching us. Um, Yes, I am her most hated child. Today's topic, we're going to each read a book about Teen Titans and we all have a, just a, just a randomized book. So that's pretty much uh, the flow we have to this show. Every week. Yeah, we don't do like a specific like topic. Unless it's day. like a big movie, big Netflix yeah. show. So that's about that. Maybe maybe down the road we'll we'll do like a specific like just straight up non powered sidekicks episode. That's not a bad idea. Read some Jimmy Olsen and I, some Gotham Central. I do like what we did here though. When maybe if it's a smaller show, we read something like this. Yeah. Like I want to do Runaways books. I do too. When, I'm all about it. Yeah, we'll get just to like it. one Runaways book. But we'll yeah, get to it. All right. So yes, 34 out of 50. And what is the name of that book? I'm gonna start writing them down before you guys it take is, off. Teen Titans issue 21. Teen Titans issue 21. And then when did that come out? This came out August 22nd, 2018. Oh, really old. <laughs> really old. Really old. Um, okay. Mr. Golo. So here I'm thinking I'm going to have the Golo. newest of the old. Uh, <laughs> so I read Teen Titans from the Rebirth run, and this is June 2017. Issue number seven. Breaking all the rules. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and what attracted to me to this is the cover of King Shark choking Beast Boy as an octopus. <laughs> like, like, like that was just the coolest thing I've ever, I've seen. And then you have Kid Flash, you have Aqualad, you have Robin and uh, Starfire in there too. Speaking of Young Justice, that's straight up like the Aqualad. So, yeah. So, I mentioned in your book, did you yeah. get a Teen Titans Go feel? I got a little Teen Titans Go feel, and I got a heavy Young Justice. Young feel. Justice affected the comics in the, in the, in this comic. Hundred percent heavy Young Justice feel. So, um, it starts with outside of San Francisco, we have Aqualad. He's basically going to go to the Teen Titans base, and he's going to try to join them. Um, and then we see the Teen Titans. They're uh, you see them there. They're Robin, Beast Boy, Starfire. Raven in this run and Kid Flash. So, so that's the lineup. It's, uh, Drake, um, Robin and, and all the others it's are. Drake, okay. Yeah, I, I believe, is it, I, I think that's Damien. No, it's Damien. Never mind. It's Damien. Damien Wayne. I always, I always think it's. You Tim know, Drake's more upbeat too. Yes. It, it, no, yeah, it's Damien Wayne. He's, <laughs> he, he's a dick. Uh, so they're, so they're fighting King Shark and it goes right into them fighting King Shark and Robin's like, do maneuver X, do maneuver X. And people are, they're like, what? Like <laughs> he's got these fancy playbooks. He's like, what I called in the pre-plan. Like he's like one of those guys. Super organized, like, yeah. And, uh, King Sharks is, you know, is whooping his butt. Starfire comes in, kind of helps him. Uh, and they, they kind of go. So King Shark like kind of swims away. Um, after that little battle, you see King Shark and he's beneath Alcatraz and he's turned all these prisoners into like sea creature people. Oh, would you say he turned them into semen? 
<laughs> Didn't know we get the joke out of you. <laughs> that's it. That's ten Hail Marys. Uh, yeah, uh, five Our Fathers. Um, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so he he uh, so that that happens. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh man. So so anyway. So we uh so they're back in the base there, and Damian Wayne is pissed. Damian Wayne Robin, he's mad. He's like kind of yelling at the, the rest of the Titans, like follow my lead, whatever. And then Aqualad just shows up, and they don't recognize him. This is a rebirth, so they're just like, who are you? Who are you? And like, who let you in? And this is where I'm not like a super DC nerd. What's the red dog with the wings? What's his name? Oh darn it! <laughs> uh, it was the it was the cool red dog with the wings that let him in. I know it too. Herm. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he speaks like Jim Ross. Uh, he goes Herm. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but uh, so the dog lets him in, and 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 he's like, "Hey, I want to join," and everyone's all kind of supportive, and Damien's like, "No." You're, you don't fit us. Like, everybody's picked here for a special skill set. I don't know who you are. He's like, well, I can talk to water. He goes, oh, <laughs> and he kept calling him, like, squirt gun boy. Like, oh, great. A little squirt gun. Uh, I like, love Aquaman jokes. <laughs> yeah. So Aqualad's kind of shamed. While they're in the – still in the headquarters, King Shark has a live broadcast live, – live broadcast – live broadcast where he's kidnapped a, a reporter – uh, I'm gonna go F for creativity. The reporter's name is Bonnie Chung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bonnie Chung. So getting family guy flashback. And <laughs> I, I love it. So it, it's King Shark and he's like these like sea creature prisoner guys now. You know what it kinda remind me of when like in Pirates of the Caribbean where he turns him into like that? Yeah. It's kinda like that, but they just look like like sea monsters like type people. People okay. are akin to in that quick, but uh <laughs> So now he's about King Shark is saying he's going to kill Bonnie Chung and outcome the the Titans the you know they're trying to fight him uh fight him off Beast Boy turns into a rhino which is the coolest thing in the world and like barges into the prison I love me some Beast Boy he is pretty cool in this you know and then you have a really cool team up with Raven and Kid Flash where they kind of use their powers together and they're they're hinting at some a love storyline that, yeah, they're hinting, that seems to be a common theme. They're hinting at a love storyline between those two, yeah. and I believe, if I'm not wrong, this is the first African American Wally West. This is Wallace West. This is the first West. one. Yeah, yes. this is the first run with him. When and it was the same thing they did with him on. Yeah, on he the, just goes under as Wallace because there is still redhead Wally exists. So they also they, another cool thing. Aqualad is out of the closet in this, which I've never know. like. All I know is Young Justice. He was in love with. What's the, Mira. The, well, no, Mira, Mira. No, it was like one of the girls. So I thought that was really cool yeah. on that. Um, and and they don't dwell on it. They don't make it like a big thing. He just he mentions like a line about it, like and, how he's ready to face his life. Like, hey, right. I did this, I did that. You in know, the and, issue before this one, they actually call Wallace West politically correct Flash. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> that was Harley. Um, I was like, oh, my gosh. So you have this big battle between the sea, the, the sea creature guys and the Titans. And, you know, so now Robin's got King Shark. He tracks him. He tracks him down. King Shark's trying to get away. They're having this big battle. And King Shark is just getting one up on Robin. And here comes Aqualad 
to help save the day. He j- comes and joins the fight using his water powers and his cool, like, I don't know what you would call those, like, propeller, like, spear things. Yeah, like, does he make, like, the water weapons? Yeah, that? yes, he, yeah, like, They're the water sick. daggers and stuff. They're so pretty cool. cool. He has the gills. And he saves Robin from King Shark. And the there's two final, like, panels. This panel is... You know, Robin's like, I guess you could stay around here and gives him a gift of a suit, which is the Aqualad suit that we know cool. from Young Justice. And he goes, this mean I remember he goes, for now, but don't get too comfortable. <laughs> but he was a dick in this whole thing. Oh, yeah. He, okay. he's, he which is, is yelling at the team and he's saying no to Aqualad. Yeah. He's a more angsty Batman. Um, but the last panel, which is the most interesting, is, is in a Nemo outpost, King Shark is talking to Blackjack. And Blackjack, you know, is saying, like, what happened there? You, this is supposed to be incognito. You're broadcasting on, on TV, like, or on, on the internet or whatever. Uh, which I found funny too. One of the Seagill, like, prisoner guys had a smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's filming it. By the way, those guys That's said YouTube. That they didn't even want to help King Shark, but he promised him freedom. And they sent him all the Star Labs to do research on hmm. or whatever. Uh, but you hear this voice and he goes, the boy you mentioned, the one who talks to water, and you just see King Shark go, you? I thought you were dead. And he goes, tell me more. I want to know everything about him, and it's Aqua. I mean, it's uh, Black, Black Man. Man. Black Mana. I oh, wonder wow. if they went the same route as Young Justice, where, like, Black Man is his dad. I think so. I think that's I think that's the route they're going to. This was, like, except from a year ago, really fun read. Uh, I'm going to, just full disclosure, I'm not a huge Teen Titans fan. Okay. No problem. Uh, Young right. Justice was okay. I did like that they kind of use some more B-level supervillains. I like like Sportsmaster, but Sportsmaster. Uh, Cheshire. I'm not a yeah Cheshire. <laughs> I'm not a huge Teen Titans fan, but I really did enjoy this book. I'm a King Shark guy, so okay. Uh, anything I saw that I'm like, oh, this this looks cool. <laughs> I like it. Um, look at so look at as far as action, action's awesome. Oh man, you're it, skipping. The first one. Artwork, man. Jeez. You geez. just pulled a Greg. I did pull a Greg. <laughs> you Greg. Let's go artwork. <laughs> okay. Artwork's very cool. It's that Cartoon Network, Netflix art, you know, like cartoon art, you know. That's yeah. the feel I get from it. I'll, I'll give it an eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's very nice, but it's – I like a little more corny cheesiness, but it's pretty good. It's an eight. Uh, as far as action, we start with a fight. And, you know, there's some nice, you know, back and forth, but then we got another fight. Uh, I'll give the action an eight. Okay. Uh, as far as storytelling, am I right? Am I right? Yeah, you're doing storytelling. good. Storytelling. Good Aqualad story. Pretty decent Robin story. I didn't know. Really, there was a tiny Raven Kid Flash. Nothing about Starfire. Nothing about Beast Boy. Your book told a little bit about each character. Yeah. This book did not. For a rebirth issue too, that's yeah. right. That was a there was But there's a seven episodes. I'm so I'm sure oh, okay. All I'm right. sure seven issues in, so I'm sure there's an issue that really yeah. goes into Beast Boy, and I'm sure there's an issue that really goes But they I even the little mini kid flash Raven stuff, you couldn't give us anything like that with you know, with Beast Boy or Starfire. Uh so I'm gonna give that a six. Fair enough. It's a fun story. But there was okay. Sweet. It's a team up. I want to know about the team. Twenty four. Okay. And as far as dialogue, dialogue's really good. It's it. 
Aqualad's very, you know, they, they have him very like the water majestic, like speak. And, yeah. And I really like, uh, Robin's dialogue with the team and everything. So I, I, I give, I give that an eight. That's not right. Okay. And read readability. Uh, it's pretty cool. Like I said, the storytelling, it told a nice little cool story, but I want to know more, which I guess reading this would want me to know more. So I'll give it a seven. Okay. I'm, I want to read it now. I'm really interested to see. Um, like, how long Aqualad's with the team and what they do with it and, like, where it goes from here. Because it seems, like, I really like the Damian Wayne aspect of it, like, where he comes from. But I always am just interested to see how they portray each of these characters, especially the teen characters. It's very, like, each one has so much to them. You didn't really get to know a lot about Raven, Kid Flash, Starfire, Beast Boy, but it's a very upbeat book other than, than Robin. And even he even has that fun ending yeah. giving Aqualad the, the suit. So, and that's where I feel like a lot of the dialogue and action was inspired by Young Justice. But I think the upbeatness and the kind of goofiness was very Teen Titans girlish. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's Teen Titans Rebirth and that you said it's number seven. Number seven, yep. Number seven. Uh, Chris Gullo has given it a 37 out of 50. More than I gave mine. Yeah, a little bit more credit. Um, okay, I guess that means I'm up. I can't wait for my new book. I'm not yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm impartial <laughs> on mine. It's it's different. Um, so my book was The New Teen Titans, number 39. Um, let's see if I can get that in there. Uh, from 1984. 1984, yes, February 1984. And actually, what drawed me to this book so much is that in 2002, uh, I purchased a a comic book magazine that rated the top 100 comic book covers of all time. And this was in that top 100. I know there's been a ton since 2002. And my God, it feels <laughs> how quick time flies. It feels just like yesterday. Um, but I had this, and this was on there, and it, it really drew me in. It's a, you know, just a white background, and it's got Robin's costume hanging off the Titan sign. It's got uh, Kid Flash's um, costume on the ground. It, it's really, really, uh, it's a nice cover, and it, it does suck you in. Um, let's go right after the start. Um, the beginning was a little confusing at first because it did start with action. It looks like they're in, let's see, oh, they're in Alaska. Okay. And uh, they're, it looks like they're going into a facility, some kind of secret facility. And let's see, the team that I see, they got Starfire, uh, Cyborg, Beast Boy, when he was known as uh, Changeling. That's what they called him back then. Yep. Uh, Kid Flash. Um, <laughs> no, we're good, bud. Um, <laughs> Let's see. We lost people before that, too. Raven. Raven. No, it happens. Raven. Uh, this Terra girl. Um, let's see. Who else is there? There's one more. Oh, it's like a Wonder Woman sidekick. Wonder, it might be Wonder Girl or something like that. Um, but it starts off with some really cool action scenes. There's one point where Raven uh, disappeared into a wall and, and Flash went in. Kid Flash went in after her, which I thought was when you said that there was a romantic dynamic to it. I thought that was kind of interesting that they hinted toward it. She's always got like a Kid Flash thing, or like and, and part of it was inspired by the shows like a, a little thing with Beast Boy, like even in the newer thing. Yes. That Beast you Boy. think because like, they're so more the light and like so more different? It's very like... I want to see her with the Kryptonian. Ooh. That would be interesting. Her and Superboy would be an interesting dynamic. I, huh. would, I wouldn't hate that. 
I wouldn't hate that at all. I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, they're fighting these, uh, these people who, they look like some kind of security presence, but I know there's a nod to a person named Brother Blood. I'm not too familiar Love, with him. Yeah, Blood. Brother Blood. Okay. Yep. It looks like some cult that fought, you know, yes. that around him. And they get caught in an electric cage and, and Changeling slash Beast Boy turns into like electric eel and Cyborg does something really cool. And, you know, it breaks it and then they even end up beating up on these on these guys, uh, finishing them off, getting the job done. And after that, they show a cut scene to, it's like a television uh, monitoring of the entire situation, everything that's going on and been going on in this life. And it turns out that Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke, yes, yes. Uh, has been monitoring them through this girl, Tara, who's kind of like a double agent, so to speak. It was really... Uh, it was a really, it was a really cool swerve. They go back and forth. He's just trying to learn about the Titans uh, from the inside out, so he can take them down eventually. Uh, moves on to some scenes with like him training, and he meets up with Tara, and then it goes to a scene where it's right before they're, they're about to have a meeting um, in Titans Tower, uh, which is really, it's really cool to see because I've only seen it before this in comic book form or the the TV the sure. cartoon form, not the new Teen Titans Go, but the really good one back in the mid two thousands. Um, and yeah, they're having a meeting and it starts off Kid Flash. She's in casual clothes and he tells them that he is leaving the Teen Titans. He's all done, uh, hanging up his costume for good. He said he feels like he's getting slower or he's losing his super speed and he just wants to get his life all together. And there's a bit where Raven blames herself, uh, kind of blames herself for it. And he goes straight up. Yeah, it's kind of your fault for, 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 for whatever reason. I'm not entirely sure. Oh. Uh, but he turns in his, it was his teen, t- his ring. Uh, he has some kind of ring. It must be a, uh, symbol of them, or maybe it's something for his power. Yeah, I know there's the flash ring that does the suit. It's his suit ring. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. Um, so they get into that, and they're all like, really? You know, are you serious right now? And then immediately after, Robin says, uh, that he has an announcement. And I thought this was really, really cool and explains the cover so well. He goes, you know, don't go yet. I guess this is as good of a time to as any to make my announcement. Maybe it's not as big as Wally leaving, but it's just as important to me. Wally says he said he wants to grow up a bit in a way, and so do I. I'm giving up being Robin. Uh, and right as soon as he said that, Nightwing popped in my head. Like, is this like, I, I'm not sure when Nightwing debuted. But I would imagine it's not too much after that. And everyone's like, really? What? You know, they think he's retiring too. He's hanging it up. And his old, you know, everyone's like, don't change. You know, don't stop being Robin. And he goes, you know, every time I put on this costume, it's, it's me basically being Batman's sidekick. That young kid, you know, alongside Batman. You know, he said, Robin belongs with Batman fighting at his side, but I don't. So he just, he takes off his mask, he, he completely, un, you know, undresses from his clothing, and, you know, just says, I'm just going to be Dick Grayson right now until I figure myself out. So I, I, I would imagine if that this is the, that Nightwing is the direction that they go not too much longer after that. Um, yeah, turns in all his stuff, everybody's hugging him, and, uh, Kid Flash is a little upset because, um, Robin basically stole all his thunder. He goes, oh, look at, you know, they care more about him than, than me. You know, this, maybe I really was an outsider here, so I step away. And Slade Wilson's watching the whole thing. 
And that's pretty much it. Yeah, it was a cut scene of that. Um, I was very happy to find this. I found this at the half in, the half price bin at House of Fantasy Comics on Pine Avenue in Niagara Falls, New York. Um, I needed a Teen Titans book, and like I, I was like super stoked that this book was you know I think it was like two bucks, um, you know with half price, and I was just really glad to find this book in the bin. Everything was you know nice and organized there, and it was perfect laying for the, you know laying right there for me. It was almost destiny. Uh, let's go into our rating system for the art covers sucked me right in. And I think, uh, covers are very important in the art category. Everything else, uh, that, that eighties graphic, you know, art style. And I've said it many times on the show before. I love the older style of art. Um, it's actually cool. There's a Qbert ad in here. <laughs> um, which that popped me. Uh, I was all about that. I'm going to give the art a an eight because um, it's still like that old style, but it's not. It's gritty, uh, not super refined just yet. Um, action. There's plenty of action to start off, you know. It and then afterwards there wasn't much of anything, but the action in there was fun. Everyone got their you know got their shine in, got to do, you know <laughs> show and talking in wrestling terms here. Uh, they got to really show off what they can do, which was, you know, nice to see. Uh, I'm going to give the action a seven. Story. Really cool. Really cool. I, I like how this Tara is playing a double agent. I, I don't know where she, what, where she goes from here because I've actually never heard of her before. So that storyline, the, the Will Slade using, um, Tara is straight, like they used that in the show later. Like, oh, did the, they? The 2000s comic. Okay. Or, well, 2000 TV show, they'd use that towards the end. Okay. Um, so yeah. Oh, I did not know that. That is awesome. Yeah, um, like a little thing with Beast Boy and. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, there's there was that she played the double agent role, that whole storyline, and then the ending, which was really cool and dramatic. I liked, and then I'll kind of come into play with the dialogue too. But for now, I'm going to give the story a an eight. The dialogue, uh, Robin's revelation that he wanted to grow out of Batman Shadow. He said, Robin. You know, he's been wearing the costume since he was eight years old, and it, he he needs to change because he's older now. And, you know, Robin Robin belongs to Batman. That's Batman's sidekick. I need to be something more. So I'm going to have to look it up when I get home and see exactly when Nightwing uh, debuted because I'm very curious. And then, yeah, the, the Slade Wilson seeing him is, you know, really underneath the – what? Something funny? You are home. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am. I'm just uh, been a long week. Your secret studios, secret studio. Wow. <laughs> I'm done. No <laughs> uh, dialogue. I'm going to give a nine for it. Um, yeah, it was really good. And rereadability. It was cool to pick up everything. Cruel to look at. Uh, See the Teen Titans. This is the first Teen Titans comic book I read, and it was very in depth. There's there was a lot to it. I'm going to give rereadability an eight. So my score is. Let me do the math here. Twenty three, thirty two, forty. Forty out of fifty. Um, this was everything that I thought it would be when I read that it was in the top 100 covers of all time back in 2002. I was very pleasantly happy with it. So, uh. Oh no. Uh oh. Funko Pop Ball. Um, okay. So we're going to move on to the new books now. And, uh, if you haven't heard earlier, the new books are, have been released within the last month. Uh, oh my lord. 
Uh, Greg, if you want to give us a start, please. Yeah, I just got to remember the day this came out. I'm doing Heroes in Crisis, uh, which if you watched or listened like two weeks ago, you heard me complain about how much I wanted to read this and couldn't find it. Yes. So I'm super excited. To st- I was super excited to get my hands on this. Um, this is from September 26th of 2018. This is issue one of nine. So it's going to be a, a nine issue series. This comic is so good. <laughs> I know you were super pumped. You were telling us about how great it was. I'm going to jump right into it. So it starts with Booster Gold um, just sitting at a diner getting some coffee. And the the waitress there goes, hey, there's another hero there. And she goes, oh, he goes, oh, it's not a hero. That's a villain. And Harley <laughs> Quinn is at the glass behind him. She goes, is there going to be a fight? He goes, yeah, there's definitely going to be a fight. <laughs> um, and it kicks into Harley Quinn. So at sanctuary which is a a place created for superheroes who struggle with like PTSD basically okay so superheroes can come here and talk about their issues and what's going on and she's sitting they do this cool little thing with the panels where um it's literally like nine little panels and it's like a a video interview of their therapy session so they okay. show Harley Quinn's therapy session she gets some pie and admits she hates pudding, actually. Um, what a swerve that is. Yeah, right? Biggest swerve of the century. <laughs> uh, and starts eating. It cuts over um, to Superman flying down, and you see Blue Jay, whose power is he can shrink down and, and grow in size, and he is dead being eaten by crows shrunken down. Oh. Um, and this is right outside the sanctuary, and you see Blue Jay talk about um, – his in his little interview that he actually struggles with his powers and he doesn't know what's going on. Like he's just, he'll wake up and he's drowning in the sheets in his bed. Cause he shrunk down and he doesn't know what's going on. Um, and he just doesn't want to drown and die. And then cuts back to Harley Quinn eating. And, um, she's talking about what's going on at sanctuary. And she's talking about that. She's, um, she's been with those kind of people. She was a psychiatrist. She gets it. And, She's, I wrestled with all these issues and you know what? I came out a bit scathed and takes a knife and stabs Booster Gold in the shoulder. What the? And immediately starts singing, Old Nick Booster had a farm. (laughs) Oh Um, God. (laughs) And they start fighting inside and he throws her out and goes, uh, Harley, I don't want to hurt you. And she goes, I'm going to hurt you. Uh, and immediately get into this big brawl. Cuts back over to the Trinity. Um, and they're flying down to Sanctuary, and they're looking at the scene, and there is uh, Commander Steel, two heroes that I can't think of the name, and Hotspot all dead in immediate view, and a whole group of heroes littered dead in front of Sanctuary. Ooh. Uh, and it cuts over again, Hotspot's little interview. Um, I don't know who those two are. I'll check it out. Um, and Hotspot's talking about how he's always scared, and he says his catchphrase, I'm just warming up, to kind of like try to get himself more... Um, yeah, they're very obscure. I, I know. The, I forget his name. He was in Young Justice. Um, and he's confirming everyone that's dead, and he's saying what's going on. Um, and it actually is funny. Like, Superman cuts back over to saying, like, um, there's a thing that Hotspot would say, but I don't remember what it was, and he just talked about his interview. Cuts back to um, Harley and Booster fighting still. She's got the knife, and they're, like, kind of flying through the sky fighting. She's still singing different stuff to him. Um, uh, and he's sitting there going like enough, haven't you done enough? Uh, and he goes, that's it. I'm taking you to the hall of justice. And she 
she picks him up and fl- or he picks her up and flies away with her. Um, cuts back to Sanctuary again, and even Wally West and Arsenal are dead in there uh, as Superman opens up the door. Oh, um, and you get Arsenal talking about how he's an addict. Um, he's comment he was addicted to heroin and pills, and you get to see a little bit of that. Um, and that he he doesn't know like what he's doing anymore. Um, and keep going. Sorry. Cuts back to that Booster and Harley fighting again. She stabs Booster in the chest, so they plummet down back to the ground. Um, all of the bots that were in Sanctuary are dead, and they talk about how like they they made these own things. They made the people here um, to basically like help them. And again, one of their own uh, creations that they created to help is falling apart. Um, it's oh, Batman says our hope for redemption is just another hunt for justice. Uh, cuts back again to them fighting. Finally, uh, he goes, Harley, I saw what you did, like hurting us and killing us all at Sanctuary. She goes, don't you know, like you killed them all. And then it's the, it cuts back to Booster Gold talking about Sanctuary, telling everybody what it is. Uh, and he, it just ends in his little interview saying, help me. Oh. Easy scoring, 10 out of 10, uh, 50 points on this. Really? Down the line? Oh, okay. Uh, Speeding up the process. So easy. The artwork is incredible. It is new style, but it has this realism to it um, that is just great. The action throughout, like Booster Gold and Harley Quinn is not a fight you'd think you'd want to see. Right. But it's really well done. It's not over the top, but like the, the drama and the simpleness of it makes it so good. That's an interesting combo yes. to yeah. start off this this big event. Massive yeah. story. It's yeah. them and the Trinity, and that's like that's who's alive at this point. Okay. Um, the gosh, I'm forgetting because I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> the story. This is a cool story. I don't think there's ever been anything like done like this before. Um, the idea of the superheroes needing a therapist is super cool to me because they've always showed them as like broken people, especially like Arsenal, who's addicted to heroin and struggled with all of this. Like you've had Batman like struggling with stuff. I think it's a really cool concept, but then like to turn it into like that, that line from Batman, like the hunt for redemption is, or is just another hunt for justice. Like such a cool line, which again, the dialogue so good, all of it. Harley singing like all of the little um, screen, like the little scenes of like their interviews. Yeah, so good. And rereadability, like I've I've actually picked this up again since the first time I read it. Good. I love it. The only thing that scares me is I like the first issue so much. Can they keep it up for eight issues? Ooh, that's and always the tough one. I want to keep seeing those little video interviews, and I don't know how they will do it in a way that fits the story. Um, if they continue this, but I am super hooked on this story. I'm going to read all nine issues. Um, I might even give a little tidbit once all nine are done. I might say something on here ha- about it and give the arc of overall score with, I won't read into it, but tell you where I'm at. Okay. Um, this is really cool. And they included a lot of B superheroes, even if it was just to kill them like hotspot and blue Jay. I freaking loved this. If you can pick up this, find it. A lot of places were sold out. 
Uh, I was at the card store today in Chitawaga to pick up Teen Titans. That's where I got my books. And he has a stack of these, and it is hard to find, and I feel like it's one that a lot of people are looking for at a lot of other stores. You had a stack of them? Really? He had a whole stack, and it's been hard to find. Every other store is like, oh, we have like one or two. You had to find this one for me. I did. That's right. His store is very tempting, though, because you go in there, and I walked in there on one Tuesday. Now, I walked there on Tuesday, and he puts out. The Wednesday books. Yeah. But you can't touch them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a it's like You can't buy these till Wednesday, and you're like, oh, but I want to. Oh, oh, we got technical difficulties <laughs> here. Oh, no. <laughs> you villain. Oh, yeah. this, this is great. Like, check it out. Check out the card store. There's box upon box of old back issue comics. Like, I want to find I got to start spreading my wings a little bit more. And they're pretty organized. Like, it had, like, Teen Titans. It, it had, it he had has like every Titan. run, too. He's like, do you want Rebirth? Do you want this? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, give me Rebirth. He's got all the. He had some stuff behind the counter, some stuff in front that you can go through yourself. So that's it was a cool store. It was a, a, where like Pulp Seven One Six is a new release. Card store is definitely better for back issue comics. Oh, Empire's right like that alley. too. Empire's got a lot of good, nice back issue stuff. So, all right, all right uh, I believe I am next. Yeah, that is. Yep. He's all right. Me. So we, you know, we've kind of joked about like my style of comics on here, and uh, we we talked about uh, how it. Cosmic Ghost Rider is definitely a gullo book, if you know me. And Iceman was a gullo book. Yeah. Mojo <laughs> was a gullo book. <laughs> we, we, can we get t-shirts that say, this is a, you know, something along that line, using that term, gullo book? This is a gullo. We definitely have our styles. Like, I feel like I'm all about, like, the emotional books are the ones I've been, like, 50 out of 50. This book is awesome. Yeah. You've always been on the Wackiness and humor. And then Matt's like traditional. Like if it's fits in a traditional, like you could see it on a cinematic thing. I feel like that's where you fall. In. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, also, your your wonderful wife just said, "I'm just here for the guy in the Superman shirt." Hi. <laughs> well, technically, right, I have Superman your, on my shirt. That is so your ha- wife, right, Autumn? Autumn? I hope it's my wife. Yeah, I hope so. Wife. Okay, I just wanted to clarify. Uh, I'm gonna get in trouble for that. Oops. <laughs> she, didn't spe- she didn't specify which Superman. She Superman's on mine. Just uh, oh, more prevalent. Now. Oh, <laughs> they can't see it though because you're turning the sides. So. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, my shirt is really cool. Well, I'm trying to pick up my wife. <laughs> That's how I roll. Uh, but uh, so I read X Men Black Mojo, and these X Men Black uh series are really cool. They they tell these. Weird, fun stories of villains. And did you do Magneto on the Shore or just read it? I read it. I did not do it, but... Uh, and Mystique came out this week. I'm going to ask you something when I go further in my book sure, about your sure. Magneto book. Sure. Um, but very cool. Uh, so it starts... Uh, now, my, this is written by Scott Ackerman, by the way. And I should have knew right away this is going to be good. Because Scott Ackerman, he's from Comedy Bang Bang. He created Between Two Firms with Zach Galifianakis. Like... <laughs> very, he's all over podcasts. Very funny guy, and uh, he actually did a, this weird podcast where he like Google made a robot and he like did a podcast with the robot. <laughs> the guy's just a weird dude, but he's funny. He's really he was one of the best oh, comedy writers awesome. of our generation. Yeah. So he wrote the Mojo book. It's called Mojo Rising, and basically, you know, in the alternate uh, dimension ruled by celebrity and viewership. Uh, you know, he entertains the masses with death and destruction, but un- unfortunately after crossover, he's trapped on Earth now. So he's in kind of his little lair, and he's somehow still able to broadcast, because that's the thing, Mojo hosts a show. He, yep. He's still able to broadcast to, like, the Mojoverse, but he's stuck on Earth. <laughs> so he just has this big thing. He's like, 
this is my time to kill the X-Men. And this, and he knew that the X-Men were on submission, but so he's going to kill the new X-Men, like all the young like, students <laughs> and stuff like that. And he's got this creepy, like, assistant named Major Domo uh, with him and stuff like that. So, yeah, because it looks like that the X-Men are on a mission right now fighting Juggernaut. So we – so now – uh, he says to, this is great. He says to Major Domo, I gotta go on a, uh, reconnaissance mission. You know, undercover, right? The next panel is, you see a little clop clop skitter skitter. It's Mojo in a trench coat and a fedora <laughs> walking through New York City. <laughs> With just the six spider legs sticking out yeah, the bottom. With, with the spider legs sticking <laughs> out the bottom. Just walking through, acting like nothing happened. Walks into a coffee shop. He orders it, and he orders it like – he, like, calls her an underling. She's like, oh, <laughs> fine. And she goes, Shlomo? Cafe Americano for Shlomo? <laughs> you know how they always mess up your <laughs> And I like that because there's definitely a nod on Swarly from How I Met Your Mother. That was sort of like so – that, that was a good nod. So you're wondering why Mojo's drinking coffee at a coffee shop. There's this girl, and she's like this – She's got red and purple hair, and she's kind of edgy. She's like, uh, she's got her pencil, like, she's like, got a pencil like near her mouth, like, on the computer. Just like, typical, like, you know, you know, edgy, like, cool punk rock chick. And Mojo is in love with her. <laughs> and his pickup line is, he sees she has a pencil. So he goes, pardon, I'm on pencil patrol. We're asking citizens the area if they've ever seen a pencil before. <laughs> And she goes, hold on, there's one in your hand. And, the, and, and, and he, like, stumbles on it, and he spills his coffee out. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's, like, completely embarrassed, and he just he walks he walks away shamed. And even better is uh, there's a character. He's a newer X-Men. His name's Glob. And he's basically a skeleton. He was the one the purple, I was trying to remember the name of it during Extermination. Yeah. He is fantastic. He's so good. <laughs> he's like, hey, man. <laughs> like he's just like, hey, nice to see you here, Mojo. I mind you, Mojo's a giant X Men villain and wants to kill the X Men. <laughs> he's like, oh, hey, funny, good to see you here at the coffee shop. Like <laughs> this guy is very cheery and like, hey, how's it going, dude? And uh, he's trying to help Mojo pick this girl up, and he's like giving him tips and love <laughs> advice. And Mojo's like, how can how can you? Why are you not wearing like? He's like, well, I'm not a trench coat fedora type, and he's like, I'm happy with my body. I'm happy with my appearance. You have to have people like you for who you are. So it tells a good message. Like Glob's like, I'm just I'm Glob, you know. <laughs> and uh, it was a very like romantic comedy feel where Glob's like the goofy friend. I love <laughs> it. And so then he goes, well, how'd you meet her? And there's this scene where. She bumps into him because he's not paying attention. He's texting while walking with his spider legs. <laughs> and she bumps into him and she just yells at him and walks away. And he's like, that's when he knew he fell in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and one of the things, like, like, like Glob says, uh, not the most romantic story I've ever heard, but whatever. <laughs> so he's trying to help him and he's trying to help build his confidence and everything. And while this is happening, that creepy guy, uh, Major Domo is like watching in the shadows. He's lurking. So they're, they're, they're talking and he's like, listen, man, like this is 2018. People are like, 
are different with appearance. And he goes, watch. And like all these like hipsters are like, cool spider legs, dude. Like, <laughs> like, they're just, they're just like, that, that's awesome. Like, and there was like one guy that like called him a freak and everything, but he's like, listen, for every couple guys that call you freak, there's going to be tons of people that, that are going to be nice to you and, and stuff like that, you know, like they are to me. And, and then there's a moment where this, uh, woman her kid runs after their cat in in the street and she's about to get hit by a car and mojo just totally gets in front of the car and stops it to to save the girl and she thanks mojo gives him a kiss on the cheek this isn't the girl he's in love with just some other girl and just you know and and just walks away and like globs like nice save dude like like, (laughs) globs just like a happy yeah guy he's like brennan fraser like (laughs) He's just got this cool, like, Renan Frazier. Like, how Renan Frazier would be like, hey, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad example. I, that's just, I don't know why I just thought Encino, man. But super I, left field. All right, let's go. Let's, 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 go, let's go. What was it? Daniel Baldwin. Let's go Daniel Baldwin. Uh, I, I like Brennan Frazier better. Okay. Still left field, though. So they're walking, and they finally get to the Xavier Institute for uh, Mutant uh, Education and Outreach, which is in New York. And Glob's like, all right, man, uh, you know, I'm going to go here. You know, but we should uh, – you know, we should be, uh, hanging out. We should hang out sometime. He goes, he goes, after all, us weird looking dudes need to stick together. And then he just like leaves. Like, if you ever, if you ever want to kill some time, just let me know. <laughs> so, so Mojo's like, he's kind of like lonely. You know, he's like, uh, and then Major Domo shows up and this giant, they call him the half sentinel. And it's a creation of Mojo. It's a sentinel and a mindless one. Oh, together. Oh, that's cool. Which is really cool. Uh, and he starts attacking the new X-Men, you know, the people at, at the Institute. And Major, and, and, and Mojo's like, what's going on here? And Major Domo's like, oh, your plan worked. You, you duped Glob into trusting you. And, <laughs> and now we're here and, 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 you know, and, and I'll listen to that. So now like the new X-Men and then, you know, X-23 is there and then, I don't really know a lot of these characters. Matt got triggered when yeah. he said X twenty three. I don't know a lot of these characters that <laughs> are there. Blood just started boiling. Um, but they're they're fighting the half sentinel. And Major Dome was like, "The plan's coming together." And he goes, "Oh, and I have your second part of the plan." And he kidnapped the girl that Mojo's in love with. <laughs> like, and and now like Mojo's like, oh, like he doesn't know what to do at this point. That he starts attacking the half sentinel, and he starts like to save. uh you know, to save the girl. And he tells her, like, hey, I bumped into you a couple of weeks ago. Would you like – and this is great. He said so properly. He goes, would you mind if we dine together at an establishment of your choosing? <laughs> and she agreed to go on a date with him. And, and I don't know where Glob – well, my man, my mojo. <laughs> like, Glob just shows out of nowhere. This guy is the greatest fucking character in comics. Sorry, it's <laughs> He's so good, dude. He's I'm sorry. So Can I swear like that? Bad of word? I don't mind. I don't mind. Right. The greatest freaking character in comics. Glob, <laughs> Glob is me. Like, I am Glob. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, um, so, so now, like, uh, you know, he's talking about, you know, and then he's like, you know what, X-Men, I could have killed you, but I was very lenient this time. Like, Mojo's still trying to save face for the cameras, and that's what he tells Major Domo was all part of his plan. Two weeks later... He's back in the, the in, in the lair, like, we're going to kill the X-Men again. The last time, this and that, whatever. But then he goes, oh, wait, hold on. And he gets a text, two text messages. One from Glop. It says, <laughs> hey, dude, want to get dim sum? <laughs> <laughs> and the other from the girl said, had a fun night, uh, time with you last night. Had a fun time with you last night, but when do I get to see your place? 
And then he goes, you know what? Actually, the script needs work. Uh, we're gonna turn it. Around. <laughs> and and then the the Mojo story ends. Before I get to that, now this is what I want to ask you: Was there an apocalypse story in your making? Yes, book? there was. I There's, think it's a continuation. All to, yep, it's through yeah. the X Men. There's one yeah. in the Mystique one as well. Just yeah. as I mean, I don't know if you want me to go into detail. And he's just basically on this planet, and he's basically humanized. Like, yes, he's immune. He gets like he almost gets killed by these giant bugs, and he's like, "What am I?" Like, it's really just apocalypse being beat down by life like he's cold he's hungry yes yeah. you know it's all these like feelings that humans have yeah these x-men black comics are all going to culminate with whatever's going on with the apocalypse in the end i think there's three three more left two more left the juggernaut uh, the juggernaut and uh mama frost and, and is that it I think there was only five yeah. yeah so mystique is the the one that came up this week juggernaut's next week Emma frost is the following and then it all finishes they're doing it at the same time as extermination so they're kind of rebooting the X-Men, I think, now that they have everything again. Right, right. They're, yeah, they're so going like to push heavy for it. Uncanny X-Men, X-Force, um, and this are all – I don't know what series this is launching, but it's launching three series. Um, okay. So it's kind of cool. Well, uh, Uncanny X-Men is definitely tying into this from what it seems As like. As well, yeah. From and, what they what they show. And that team looks awesome, by the way. Yeah, and X-Force is going to be straight out of extermination. So Sweet. Um, This book's awesome. Just absolutely awesome. It's it, it's hilarious. It, uh, it's it, I'll, I'll start with artwork. Yep. yep yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, artwork on the book here. Uh, pretty cool. Um, you know that nice modern art. Uh, I'll give that a nine. Okay. I never want to give it a ten. I'm not a really. You know, I'm just always like no. Um, unless it's Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> did I give Cosmic Ghost Rider a ten? I probably you probably did. I yeah, think I you did. You had a really high scored book. I can't remember. This book is cool though, man. The artwork is really cool. As far as action, um, there is only really the, the scene against the X-Men. Uh, so I did enjoy that and I enjoyed like the half sentinel. That was cool. So I'm gonna give that an eight. Ooh. And that was action? Yes. Okay. Story 10. Yeah. Dialogue 10, rereadability temple. We'll go back. I'll describe them all real quickly. Oh shit. Uh, story. What a good story. It, it makes this guy so humanized. Yeah, I really like it. And it shows how our culture is very accepting of different people. And, and Glob is just this Dude, so D-list cool. X-Men character that I never heard of. And I want to know more about him. Read So the, the X-Men where they brought the young X-Men back, Glob is like a star of that. And he's awesome. He is, he's, he is just absolutely great. So it told a great story about Mojo. Absolutely awesome. As far as the, uh, dialogue, I gave that a 10 funny banter. Yeah. The, the trying to pick up girls, like trying to be like a hitch, like wingman type thing. Like, you know, even Glob said like, I'll be your wingman. Like it, it, it was just, it was really funny. And there was, uh, um, and as far as rereadability, this looks like it's a one-off. I would assume it's a one-off. I think they're all one-offs. Um, yeah. But I would read this again, and I would recommend it to people. And Scott Ackerman, me being a comedian, Scott Ackerman is the type of humor I love. Like the, what yeah. he's going for here, this relationship humor and and in reality TV humor, and there's just so much good stuff in it, and, and kind of playing on our culture in a good way and a bad way. Our comic books modern have been day doing culture. that so much. Marvel, especially. Yes. DC's kind of still like. Hey, we're not going to touch things. They like they. It's more serious when a relationship is there. Uh, they don't play the games with it, but they they do the serious. Like Black Label is going to be doing all serious looks at like 
gay superheroes, uh, black superheroes, um, or what is it, female superheroes. It's like looking into their lives outside of the suit, but, which is super I mean, This is social media yeah. and hipster culture. They do it more on the, the playful side. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I cannot recommend this enough. People who are watching on Facebook Live. Uh, it's really cool, and it's very deceiving because the cover is like him in a, like a prison uh, or, or him oh, yeah. in a, a, a jail. He's signed too. Yeah, yeah, and all that. But uh, Mojo's a weird character, and this is the best version of Mojo I've ever seen. Okay. Cool. I respect that. Uh, you give it a 47 out of 50. Yeah. So that's a fantastic score. Um, and, and Glob, man. Give me Glob. More Glob. More Glob. I'll find some of the Glob comics. Is he in the, is he in the extermination ones? He's briefly in him. Briefly, he's not, yeah. okay. He's not a main part, but he'll be back in it. Like that X Men series from right before Extermination, Glob is like one of the the parts of the main X Men team that's running around. Okay, all right, very good. And that means I am up last. Um, I decided to. Uh, Uncle Chucky commented. He he listened. And he gave you a fifty out of fifty. So he gave me a fifty out of fifty. He gave you your book review fifty out of fifty. So it sounded pretty good. It's so. pick it up. <laughs> it's awesome. Thanks for listening, Uncle Chucky. I appreciate you. Um, I went a little different because I, I I've been noticing that that um I don't know the books I select that it's it's easier to select what you know. Yes. When we yeah. do this show, and now that we've gotten. We've stepped away from the the fan choice one to, to save on time. You know, I was like, oh man, I got to get something different. I mean, there was tons of great looking books, you know, that I could have chosen. I actually picked up, uh, finally got Kings of Fear number two for Batman that I've been meaning to read, and I very easily could have done that. But I wanted to, I wanted to uh, step outside that comfort zone, which is what we're this show is all about it to help you guys step outside your comfort zone and maybe something that you don't uh, necessarily read all the time. And, you know, we, we review the big books and whatnot. But I went for an image comic uh, called Gideon Falls. Uh, it came out in October. This is the seventh issue of the story. Oh, really? And so it's kind of in the middle. And I understood it was going to be a little confusing, uh, you know, getting into it. But what really drew me in, you know, there was a lot of books, a lot of, a lot of you know, indie I mean, I guess image is technically considered like an indie, uh, but not Marvel, not DC Comics. And I don't know why the, the cover just drew me in. It's it's very, I mean, it's just like a silhouette of a tree and a swing and a hill. I know you guys can't see it not all what you'd that expect, well. Expect like out of a comic book cover? No, not at all. But it, it it that drew me in. Like there was a couple like you know Halloween costume themed ones, and I'm like, eh, you know. But this one looked like ominous, so to speak. So that's why I picked it up, and I will relay it to you as best as I possibly can. It starts off with a little child. Um, he appears to be an orphan or something like that. He's running away, and he's stopped by some lady who asked him where his parents are. He thinks his name is Norton, uh, Norton Sinclair. And that's like the prelude to the book, and I, I'm curious as to where that part goes. But Oh, okay, there it is. Uh, he's an adult now. <laughs> Apparently I wasn't paying that much attention. He uh, He's an adult now, walking through, it looks like a desolate, like abandoned city, and he, he Bumps into a doctor named uh, Doctor Zoo, um, X U, not like Z O O, but uh, yeah, he he Zoo. Uh, yeah. He said he said he needs help with something. He's not very clear. He's like, oh, he's, there we go. He says I'm supposed to rebuild the Black Barn, and he says he needs help. I'm not completely sure what that means. 
Um, let's see, and it jumps forward. There's a girl on a porch and a and a priest who has, apparently has a very shady background. He talks, and there's a little bit of dialogue um, with that. And I mean, nothing nothing that really sticks out to me personally. Um, oh, okay, it's actually. <laughs> I really did not pay attention. Uh, it's the same girl um, who, in the next scene, she's in her house. Uh, she's an, kind of an alcoholic, but she's, she's shown holding a, a teddy bear. And they show a flashback scene to um, them in elementary school on a, on a school bus, and some kids are picking on her younger brother who's holding that teddy bear. And she punches this kid in the nose, breaks his nose, and... Uh, it's called the front. You actually come to find out that um, this younger brother is dead or missing and and whatnot. Um, and she, she, the more she remembers stuff, she she kind of suspects that it's the school bus driver who was like extra weird and comforting towards them um, in the overall story. And then it cuts back to that Norton gentleman. He's in he's in some place. There's a bunch of paint. He's got a mask on and some. Agents or something barge in, take them away, and that's really that's the end of it. Like the doctor, Doctor Juzu, uh, she was really kind of surprised about the whole situation. Um, I mean, this is why this is like I'm not gonna say it's a horrible book, um, but it's like when I get when I try something new, I kind of. I always try something new, and then I go back to what I'm used to, what I'm really experienced with, what I know. Um, and I had to, you know, open up my mind a little bit to it. And obviously, it's it's the, in the middle of a story. It's the seventh story. It's a seventh book. Um, so some things were very confusing, um, but it wasn't bad. I'm going to grade it now. Uh, so in the art department, like I said, the cover drew me in more than anything else in that comic book shop in the indie book, non-Marvel, non-DC um, area. I'm going to give the art a 9. And actually, throughout the book, there's a very dark, twisted style art. It's not like a realistic kind, but it's 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 gritty, and I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I, I could actually see this art being used on like a Daredevil book or a Punisher book uh, very easily. Action. None at all. Um, I mean, besides the end, really, I wouldn't even call that action. It's a very story-driven comic book, it seems. Uh, so the action I gotta give, I'm gonna give, I have to give a zero to, um, because it was non-existent. It was non-existent. Um, story or zero? I, I think it is. I think it is. I mean, X23 didn't even get a zero, but I mean, can't give out action point. I mean, there's a punch in the nose. Um, so I mean, I could give it a one, <laughs> yeah. just to not be that guy. Um, you know what? I'm going to be sympathetic. I'm going to give it a one. I don't want this to be as bad as X23. <laughs> uh, story. It's kind of hooked. It, it seems like a, like a mystery sort of thing as to what happened to this, this, you know, girl's younger brother. Um, and why, you know, why this guy got, Norton got yanked out of this room by a bunch of creepy doctor agent people. Um, you know, who's basically saying he's kind of messed up. Um, so story. Like I said, it's in the middle. Uh, just jumping into it, but I'll be fair. I'm going to give the story a seven. Uh, 
dialogue. There's a lot, there's a lot for it, and it's actually very important for the story. And, you know, the, it's, the book is pretty much dialogue. There's nothing else to it. That's why we gave the action such a low rating. Um, so dialogue, I'm going to give an eight. It was easy to follow. And rereadability. Um, if I reread it a little bit more, I would have probably had a better grasp of it <laughs> coming into the show. Um, but it was not bad. If I were to pick up future issues, previous issues, um, I would definitely reread it because it seems like it's relatively important to this overall story as to what's going on. Um, so rereadability, I'm going to give it a six to it. So it gives us a score of 10, 17, 25. 31. So, I mean, average. That's usually, that's like a low-end average um, score that we tend to give out here. I know, Greg, we were talking last week about maybe actually coming out with a, like a reason for why we give each of the numbers and stuff. Um, we may do that. Like we said at the beginning of the show, it's kind of like who's landing on it. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It really isn't. Because you, you might read Heroes in Crisis and freaking hate it. Yeah. Or you might read X-24 3, number 4 and freaking love it. Well, if you're a super <laughs> – but if you're a super fan of seriousness, you probably won't like that Mojo yeah. comic. Like, yeah. Right. Now, we all have different tastes, and that's what we kind of bring to the table. Uh, um, we've been doing this show for about two months now. It's crazy. Wow, and it's probably a little bit more than that. Yeah, it really has. Um and you know we've all kind of we've all kind of shown off what our likes are, yep. what our dislikes, and you know some some people who are very big into comedy might you know they'll take Chris's word you know as pretty much gospel on stuff and they'll sell it. Uh, people who like good stories, DC stuff especially, will gravitate towards you know someone like Greg. And I, I feel just, like you're like magic and science. A little like more bit. emotion and brooding. Yeah, and yeah. brooding. I'm more <laughs> in your face comedy yep. like. It's pretty wacky like, characters. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's probably the best way to describe it. Um, you know, very cool in the stuff that I like. Because yep. I, cause I, I know what I know. You're American up, apple pie superheroes. Pretty much. Yeah, white meat baby face <laughs> type, <laughs> type thing, essentially. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I have a ton of comics in my collection that are all pre-2000s, and that, that's the stuff I gravitate towards. Um, but, yeah, 31 out of 50 is what I'm going to give that. And um, I'll say this with the Image comics. Image is crazy in the sense of, like, it's not like DC and Marvel where <laughs> – darn dog. Uh, DC is just – you know what you're going to get with the superheroes. Marvel, same thing. When you pick up an image comic, no two image comics are alike. No. It's just a bunch of different writers. It's not like, hey, these are superhero comics. I think they have Invincible, which is a superhero comic. Okay. I believe that's uh, them. But they have Ringside, which is a professional wrestling comic, but talks about like the wrestlers outside of that world. But wrestling is a shoot. Oh. Um, there's Oblivion Song, which is Kirkman who did Walking Dead, his newest comic. It, it seems like it's like it's all of them trying to write. Who can get an AMC deal? Basically, like Birthright is all. Was, oh, Birthright's my favorite. Was that God's Country book we read? Image that was Image. Yeah. That's what I thought. You could just tell the feeling. style of it. Yes. Yeah, they definitely have a, a pool of artists that they pull out of, but the writers make all different sorts of stuff. Like, right. Literally, no two Image comics is the same, and that's what makes it super cool. Is like. You can pick up Image and go, I love Birthright, which I do. It's a fantasy comic, but it's very serious. I freaking love Birthright. I don't know. There's other stuff I've picked up and go, no, this isn't for me. Um, but uh, same thing. I, I haven't had a chance to read Oblivion Song yet, but I heard it's very like sci-fi Walking Dead. Right, right. So, But I probably wouldn't be crazy about that because I like a little bit of action to my drama. Yeah, I do too. I it was hard, It's hard to tell. I mean, some of the book selection, the covers and – and whatnot. It didn't really 
I mean, it, they could have been good reads, but the covers just didn't sell um, the books. There's a lot of like, like sexual like esque yeah. books, like covers, like uh, you know, uh, girl girl on girl making out stuff. Image and, like, leads yeah. a lot more R rated, which is that's yes. why I struggle. Like like Birthright was one of the ones I found. I was like, oh, it's just kind of gory, and that's it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, it's it's really hard. Like I I actually have gotten a good relationship with the the person at Pulp Seven One Six. She'll go. Hey, these are PG seventeen, so you won't read these. But hey, I know you'll read this. Oh, that's this is good. like PG twelve. That's good. So like, I've created a relationship there with the like knowing good. where to look and what to find. Fantasy House of Fantasy guy still doesn't know my name. I've been there every week for the last two months. Yeah, where I'm just like different place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got, started to move around a little more now. I wanna, I gotta check out that Boulevard Mall outlet store, uh, the used book outlet. It's been a couple weeks since I've been there. Um, oh, they did get some new yeah. stuff. They're, so on November 3rd, they're getting a whole new batch of $3 comics. Oh my god. So that's gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna go. One of those are probably like newer releases. Yeah. Uh, I, I, they said, what is it? They said between, it's a ton of books between like 80s and 2000s, I think is what it said. Oh, man. But they're probably like valuable. I'm gonna have to go, yeah. no wait, I can't go Sunday either. Cause that's Saturday, that day, that's my stag party. Yeah. yeah. You won't be able to do anything. So November day. 3rd. I can tell you from experience. I found. Oh, uh, sure. Her actually, uh, bridal shower. It was that, that day, oh, yeah. the day, right, day after. You yeah. gotta show up with flowers, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> you can be hungover for that. I think I was at a wrestling show <laughs> during my wife's bridal shower. Oof. I was at PWR, I think. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Too funny, too funny. So yeah, a little tidbit there. Uh, if you guys want to come out to my stag, uh, please do. I Seriously, want, it'll be a fun time. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, Twenty-five dollar stag tickets. Is it's the if you live in Buffalo, it's at the St. John De La Salle Church Center in in Niagara Falls. Um, yeah, twenty-five bucks to get in. We got a video game tournaments. We got tons of comic book esque stuff to give away. Yeah. Uh, like figures and, and whatnot. They're sort of doing football jerseys and we're giving away an N64 and, and just tons of stuff. It's going to be a good time. Uh, if you are a fan of the show, I would appreciate your support and it would be nice to meet you and, uh, and see you there at, uh, at my financial game, <laughs> so to speak. Not like well, come celebrate, thing. Matt. Matt is a really good guy and he works hard on these shows. Yeah. And Thank two you. point. Conversation and uh, sorry if I don't remember the video game. Oh, push start, push start. Um, I do. I participate in Harley K Fade. Yeah, I mean the guy works really hard to help put on some entertainment for you guys. Yeah, honestly, if you're in the Buffalo area, come and support him. Worst comes to worst, you'll get some food, beer, you can leave early, whatever. But there's yeah, lots of prizes. There's there's going to be lots of local wrestlers hanging out. There's going to be a yeah. lot of people making idiots of themselves. So you'll have some you good know, stories. I even think we may <laughs> even get some some local Niagara Falls celebrities. So like yeah. I'm just really excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm come support this guy. If you're yeah, watching right now, if you watch it all at, at some point tonight, you should come tonight. Yeah, because this show wouldn't exist tonight on the third. Yeah, this show wouldn't exist without him. So definitely, uh, if you like this show, be there. Easy. As I that. appreciate that. Um. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you both very much. Next week, Halloween. Halloween. You got your books? You got your books? I got my books ready. I have my one for sure, and I have a lot of other dark, mysterious characters. Like, do I want to do a Morbius book? Do I want to do a Ghost Rider book? Do I want, like, I don't know what I'm going to do in my second book, but I picked up a really cool book from the 70s from DC. Yeah, don't spoil it. I'm not spoiling it. Don't spoil it. I'm between, I have one for sure, and I'm stuck between either, like, this more... 
uh, indie outside of the box book or one that's just like, this is so cool. <laughs> I got, I got one that I definitely am going to do and I have a host of other ones to select from. I'm not sure which one I'm going to do yet. Um, but I, yeah, we don't, it's not necessarily new and old book next week. It's whatever you can find Halloween. It's just spooky. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. Spooky and yeah. scary. We, we won't be in costume for the live video. Sorry guys. I think we should. If I, I, hey, if we, we, I don't have a, mitzvah. I don't have a costume, but I can throw something together. If we can find something, I'll rock it. We honestly should try to throw something together for like, just like simple Halloween. Can we costumes. just paint you pink and like a skeleton on you and you could be glob? Glob rules. <laughs> I might just, I might just wear that infinity gauntlet. <laughs> By the way, fans out there, if you can just find anything glob tag me in it yeah glob's my new guy moon knight who <laughs> glob knight. wow i never thought i'd hear those words no, I um, so this episode will be up in podcast form we're up every monday uh thanks to our you know hard-working editor and the guy who pretty much runs uh the bicbp radio network chris chavez does such a good job of getting our stuff out on time and uh putting it out there for you guys to listen so yes expect this episode out in podcast form on Monday, every Monday, and I think from now on we are going to do live recordings every week. This was a good time, good experience, and good way to really kind of get us out there a little bit to a different audience who wouldn't just normally pick up the podcast and listen to it. Just to see us in video form talking about it is a little bit easier for some people. Um, so this is definitely going to be a thing, and we'll keep you posted as to when we're going to do it because our recording times uh, change. It's usually a wide variety any day between like Thursday and Saturday, <laughs> and it varies. Sometimes um, early in the morning, sometimes late at night. Really early. Sometimes an hour late because I show up late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, but on that note, guys, uh, on behalf of myself, Greg, and Chris, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate all the Facebook Live viewers uh, for making this a fun episode. And uh, we will see you next week on the panel discussion. Glob rules. 